Welcome to the latest episode of the Dublin City Comics Geek Easy Podcast. As always, brought to you by either our good friends at Rogue Comics Ireland or the Rogue Podcast Network or whatever the hell Wayne's decided to call it this week. And we are no longer bothering our hoop to put it up on YouTube. If you're not happy with that, please drop in and let us know or share this through the internet. It's also found on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Fucking yes! You did it! Or maybe swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I got notified the other day by the Facebooks that, um, the, you know, the memories thing yeah. that happens on Facebook. That you were only, this time last year was episode three of this podcast. Jesus Christ! Of that iteration of it, and we're on like episode four now. Man, we're that's on episode really good. four. <laughs> um, I actually think this is episode two of this version okay. of the return of okay. the return, the return two point So it's probably about episode eight or something. No, no, because you you hit the we hit double digits at one point, did we? Yeah, we yeah. hit like ten. In. Yeah, you hit ten with when we're, we're almost as bad as this podcast as Alan Moore is releasing comics. Yeah, but we're not crazy about it. Like as in, we're okay. not like telling the world that these are the best podcasts ever. And that is true. They're really wizards, not the world, not the world's best podcast. They're not no. even up there with any of the best no. in Ireland. I wouldn't even. Say. We, I mean, we have the beard thing going on, but yeah, well, we definitely don't have we don't have the wizardy thing going on. No, well, yeah, no, maybe not wizardy, but no, definitely on the pagan side of things. So really, we're not really the Alan Moore podcast. No, no, God no, Jesus, I wouldn't want to be known as that. I mean, our release schedule is as bad. Sure. So like we're we're almost hitting like doomsday clock levels of stupidness as well. We're that pretty atrocious. Yeah, yeah. There's some serious fucking delays in the shit. So in the first two Which, minutes of the episode, we've already put ourselves down enough. I think. Yes, I think I think we we got to punch up. Somebody was saying like you, know, you got to punch up, not punch down. Sure, apparently. Yeah, because if you punch down, you just hit midgets. Yeah, and nobody they don't do that. That's me. Don't hit midgets. No, no, because then you end up just singing a song and you end up. Going this up is going to go on a weird tangent, which I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be very uncomfortable with in about ten seconds. Midgets? No, with this whole where it's going with midgets, I don't know where it's going, but I know it's not. Nobody ever knows good. where it's going with midgets, man. That's, yeah, we need to stop talking about that because that's kind of really I'm I'm really getting nervous. Okay. <laughs> so how have you been? Oh Jesus! You gonna start with that? Well, well it's a nice yeah. thing to ask somebody. How have you well, been? To be it's honest, been two weeks since we recorded the podcast. We're in the stock room of the shop. Yeah, we're surrounded by awesomeness. Surrounded by toys. There's a battle it over there. Yeah, that, that's that's the remnants of my stuff. We had to get out of the basement in uh, Bolton Street. Very good. I have a lot of Nerf swords that I need to do stuff with. <laughs> And a lot of Nerf guns that I need to find somewhere. Well, a second ago, I found like an original Brandon Lee crow poster. Yeah, I'm still sure, wrapped in plastic. Pretty sure that's one of Jay's. Yeah, he's, he's had a few bits like that he's been saving up. So yeah. we have a, a couple of picture frames now, so we can actually start putting them out, I, I reckon. But um, yeah, it, it's been it's been still mad. Like we'd hoped to be back to normal. Like my end game was to be hitting the ground running now. Yeah. From the whole collapse of Bolton Street, but I'm still trying to find me footing. Yeah, like, but you'll get there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 been a really weird one. Like, and and that's just business wise. Like, personally, um, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, I've been talking a lot more about my own personal stuff, like with depression and the rest of that. Yeah, because it, it's been it's been kind of very, I suppose, at the forefront of shit that's going on with me personally. Yeah, I'm not so much professionally. No, it's all personal actually. Personal. Um, I've I've had a lot of issues with my depression and kind of finding Facebook as a great outlet for that. So that's kind of taken up a lot of my personal time. So between that and work and not knowing where I'm going, I'm in a bit of a weird place at the moment. But you said you found way. out something today that is interesting. Oh shit! Yeah, that now this blew my mind. Now I, I got a pair of um. Bear with me for this random tangent, folks. It's nothing to do with comics, but it is something to do with depression. So if you don't want to listen, fast forward a bit, a minute or so. Basically, um, I've got a set of goggles from a bike, just basically wind resistant goggles, so you could change out the lenses. They're all different colors, and there was amber tinted once, and I started wearing those. And just my whole demeanour and mood changed. Like, over three or four days, I suddenly started to feel a lot less heavy and oppressive as, as the depression was kind of getting me. And I just started to be a little bit more 
I don't want to say cheerful, but a little bit more optimistic and positive about things. And I'm 100% putting it down to wearing these bloody glasses. And I was just talking about it on Facebook today. And then I just did a Google search. And let's see if there's any truth to this. And there was a bloody study done on it. And it does. It reduces the effects of manic depression over three days. That's crazy. There's massive, massive reductions. People are even wearing them when they sleep, apparently. When the, the natural light that kind of gets through as your eyes are closed. Sure. It has an effect on that as well. Like, there's... They did weird studies where they kind of filtered out blue light when you were sleeping as well and all this kind of weird stuff. But it has had a mad positive effect on it. So I'm going to start wearing like amber tinted glasses generally, like just for sunglasses to see if it has any more effect on me. So watch this space. So it's, it's is there any truth to the idea that in the Marvel films, most of the time when Tony Stark was wearing glasses, they were all amber tinted glasses? Jesus Christ, I never thought of that. Holy crap, because he was suffering from PTSD and stuff, wasn't he? Wow. Yeah, okay. Never thought of that. Yeah, but possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I it's I'm weirdly the opposite, I think, to that because now I'm very lucky in that I that I'm aware of. I've never been officially diagnosed with having anything. But I'm not gonna self diagnose myself because you don't do that. Hey. Yay. I'm just I, I'm very lucky that I don't really have any issues in that regard and I don't suffer from depression my mental health is, is pretty stable and I put that down to the people around me and the life that I have and the friends that I have and the family that I have and I'm very lucky that way but today is a beautifully wet and dreary day mm. in Dublin and it is the, on the cusp of October and I couldn't be fucking happier <laughs> I swear to God the gloom and the rain. It's almost Halloween time. It's oh, I can feel it. I can taste it. <laughs> I can taste it. My well, arsehole is puckering. As well, so this is like your, your personal... It's This is my Christmas. Your personal heaven, hell slash... I know. This is my wheelhouse right here. Yeah. This particular time of the year, going into October, I'm literally the happiest I'm ever. No, I'm generally happy. Wonderful time. Yeah. I don't... And it's not fucking Christmas. A, I, I have a story about that song. You've probably heard it. And a lot of people that listen to the podcast have probably heard that song. Oh, that story about that song. And it's to do with wanking and that tune. So, okay, so you know what? Move on with that, so let's yeah. move on. Yeah. But Good call. aside from the amber thing, the amber glass is making you all happy, and then the gloom and doom making me all happy. We're in a pretty good headspace. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all good. But um, I have been looking at my Halloween schedule for what I want to watch because I'm in the middle of, of coloring a horror book. Funny you say color because that's all I hear is the color out of space, color out of space, color out color of space. space. Yes, cannot wait to see that goddamn movie. Um, it's 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 splitting critics down. This is the new Richard Stanley film uh, starring um, Nicolas Cage, yep. and he plays uh, a father uh, in a family. And what it is is a meteorite hits the earth. It's a H.P. Lovecraft story. Yep. Meteorite hits the earth, and it starts to mess with the kind of the the, the ecosystem ecosystem within the, the area that it's in and, and yep. the world that he it inhabits. Shit goes south and sideways real fucking fast. Yeah, full on Eldridge shit. Yeah. But reviews have been either varying. One way, 100%, and or another way, 100%, whereas basically people are going, what the fuck is this mad shit? Or people are going, I love this mad shit. This is amazing. And for me, when it comes to that type of movie, hmm. that's a good sign. Because it means... Polarising. Yeah, they're going all out. Yeah. So they're either going to go all out and please the people that love that shit, i.e. us, and the people that don't really like that shit, they're kind of going to go, what? Yeah, they're not going to get it, but they're, they're never going to get it anyway. Yeah, so exactly. It's so it's, it's not trying to walk the line of, we're going to be a bit weird... But we're also going to appeal to the masses. Yeah, so we can make ticket sales. Like exactly, this is Richard Stanley has never been that type of a filmmaker. Yeah, true. So it's a case of we're going this way, and if anyone wants to come with us on the journey, strap, strap in. in. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, big time. Speaking of polarizing movies, The Joker. Yes, The Joker's dropping on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually once again touching on the the mental health sort of things. 
I'm really looking forward to this movie. Are you? Because apparently Joaquin Phoenix plays an absolute phenomenal blinder of a role in it. And it deals with mental health issues. Yeah. So and the only worry I'm I'm having with it slightly is the fact that it might put the Joker as the, a relatable like the hero. character. Well, that's that's the that is what it is. As far as I can tell, it should from never you, be a relatable character. No, and like whatever about Venom being the lethal protector. Yeah, the Joker was never a hero. He's never the good guy. No, even when he's doing something that might be helpful to somebody, there's always an end game that. That can hurt somebody or that messes somebody. That's the up. point. The Joker is just pure anarchy, and it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. That's the point of the character. I think from what I can glean from the trailers I've seen of this movie, the Joker has just been used as a kind of a, uh, a symbol for the dissatisfaction of oh, an anarchy and stuff. Yeah, but it's but it's a case of he's a symbol of of, and this is where people are having problems with it, where he's like another kind of sad white male who's been let down by society oh Jesus Christ that type of thing never you know, thought do you know that. what I mean oh god he's a cis white poster boy exactly so oh. that's that's where a lot of people are when they're when they're he's looking the man, baby yeah so when they're looking at it like he's a he's a guy who thinks he's like he's had a hard life yeah he's not going he's not going anywhere with his life of what he has and therefore it's society is to blame right type of thing and it's and it's it's basically making the villain everything that we've been used to so far has been the villain mm. of a piece he's now the hero of the piece but i mean it is a movie called joker yeah it's not like batman with a bit of joker it's yeah. joker so it's going to be his story regardless when they did when i remember when they first when i first read the original origin story of joker when they did the red hood origin story Okay, where he was the, the oh he was the failed comic the failed comic the, the who the then mask on it to put the, the mask on yeah. and then broke into chemical factories to steal shit and then he got thing and then all that he became the Joker that was the like the old old school yeah. not the I actually that's one of my favorite origin stories from yeah. like, I like the tragic comic side of, side of it like where he is actually someone who's had a really shit life but instead of trying to make it better he just breaks sure and he breaks bad so bad like well I think that's the premise of this particular film to a degree well, as long as, as well. they don't have him redeemable or relatable like as long as he breaks and you well, realise oh shit he's broken well, they're gonna this be, is not what you're supposed to do I've, well you can tell from the trailers alone that there's definitely going to be a, um, some elements of you have to feel sorry for this guy yeah because he apparently like from, from, and again this is all going off the trailer so I mean it's all I can go on because that's all I've seen there's a love interest. Mm-hmm. There is a dependable older person, seemingly. Clearly something bad happens there. Right. You see him getting beaten up on the streets for the, this little shitty job that he has dressed as a clown with a sign. Yeah. So, like, that type of stuff that breaks the person, that systematically tears him down to not believe in the system that's out there that's meant to be, everyone's told that the system will protect you and so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's a case of it's not about his life choices. It's about the fact that he's tried to make good life choices, but the system has fall, fallen apart on every single turn. Or yeah, you know. So again, that's where a lot of people and it, there's been commentary on both sides from people who have seen the movie, where people have seen the movie saying this is a dangerous film because you're going to have a lot of entitled cis white males who are going to be like, yeah, that's me. I identify with that. That's my life. Everything has failed for me. Well, that's maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe the fact that you know the way they're making a lot more characters diverse, and they're they're actually bringing a lot of really cool ideas and kind of things to the table. Where they're making different stories and all the rest. Like I have my own opinion on it. Like sure, but where they're kind of they're doing this nice diversification, so it's making it relatable for everybody. So maybe there's like a little bit of that where they're going, okay, we're making everybody relatable. You know what, you pissy man, white man babies are. Here you go. Here's your relatable character. Because at the moment, this is fucking you. 
Yeah. You're a little shit. Stop being a pissy fucking moany bastard and let other people enjoy shit for a while. And I think that part of it is that as well. And again, I'll know it when I see the movie, whether I'm right or not. I could be completely wrong on this. I could be way off base. But the idea of it is is that the Joker becomes a symbol for the people that feel downtrodden and written see, by the system. I was I was thinking that because um, I've read, I don't know if you read Malev and Bendis' uh, Scarlet. No, I haven't. Right, well, it's about a, a girl who basically her boyfriend gets killed by the police and she ends up starting a revolution. And originally she just wants to get the cops atonable, but she becomes a symbol. Sure. And everybody rallies behind her and she starts a massive movement. Yeah. And she has to basically deal with that from there. So this basically, instead of it looking like a Joker movie to Why me... Why not just make the Greta Thunberg story instead? It, lo- it looks, yeah, pretty much, yeah, it looks like, it looks like Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't yeah. look like the Joker. Sure. So I want to see how Joaquin Phoenix makes it the Joker and not Scarlet for me. Because like, I'm a big fan of Bendis and a, a huge fan of Malice's work. Yeah. So this this one was something that I really enjoyed reading like and then it went away and it came back and it went on a different label and it came back and it, it's one of the very few books that exists in print published by DC and by Marvel wow the same book that's crazy the very same book because Bendis owned the rights to it yeah. under the uh, I think it was the icon imprint in Marvel so they were printing it and then he went to DC and he took his entire repertoire with him yeah. and he's like print that <laughs> so DC did so he's like we have the same book on the shelves in the shop and it's like DC and Marvel it's like, really fucking weird that's cool yeah um but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it... Like, I mean, there have been people that have seen it and they're like, look, this is the best film of the year. The best review I saw was some guy said it's the most amazing movie I've ever seen and I'll never watch it again. Okay. Because it made him feel so uncomfortable. But he enjoyed the journey, but it just by the end of it, he just wasn't comfortable with where it brought him in his own mind, where it made him think about things. Sure. So well, Maybe that's it. Maybe if it makes people question how they perceive themselves as, as uh, uh, in their world yeah, and makes them question whether they're... Uh, they're in, in the right frame of mind great yeah. the, the director someone who's never really in his right frame of mind I'm enjoying to see how that does it to everybody else for a change <laughs> um, I mean I, I've, I've never been I've been affected by movies in the past but I've been able to leave it behind and walk out the cinema walk out of the cinema and go that was an entertaining yeah. couple of hours the director Todd Phillips came under fire though because he took to social media or he got interviewed or something um, blaming the blaming the left the severe left for any negative commentary on the on the film, wow, um, saying that they were just crybabies about the situation. Now, to me, that doesn't help his cause. Yeah, you, you in a, in a position like that, you just shut up. Yeah, you just whatever don't. people are saying, you just smile, wave, nod, shake hands, or shake babies, kiss hands, do nothing. You just don't yeah, get involved. Exactly. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, I've probably s- by the next podcast we'll have both seen it, or at least one of us will. We can discuss it. Yeah, later. and I mean, I, I, I'm under no illusions that there's a very good chance I won't see it in the cinema because of my current paternal situation. Yeah, uh, man, that take a lot out of you. You got another ten years before you get a little bit of freedom back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like that. You know, it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets banned from going to see that movie, and then when he's the, the Chief Justice, yeah. Homer brings him to see it. You know, when he sees it later on, later in life, when he's about yeah. fifty. But no, I, I, like, I mean, I eventually saw some films in the cinema. I'm, I've missed one or two like Midsummer is coming out on Blu-ray soon so I'll be watching that yeah. um, no so, rush to see that myself well it's a horror movie from the, the, the director of Hereditary and I will be all over that shit yeah. um, it's all in for me on that one um, but look it's it's the time of the year for that yeah. I, I am intrigued to see the Joker I would like to see it and make up my own mind but from what I'm reading about it and what I'm gleaning from trailers it's going to be a very div- div- divisive movie which is fine yeah you know yeah Right. Okay. Well, let's get back to the the shop stuff for a quick second. Yeah. Um. So comics and trades and blah blah blah, blah, blah all the stuff we've coming in this week. We have the Alien Blueprints. 
That's from uh, Aliens, Blueprints of the Vehicles and stuff. Ooh. Hardcover, it's real nice. Uh, we have the last part of the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have the Court of Elves Essential uh, Edition coming in. We have Fangoria Volume 2, Issue 5. We have House of X, the last part of that as well. That's probably going to be quite interesting. Um, Man Eaters number 12, the last part of that. Okay. It's a fun little... Do you ever read that one at all? Man Eaters. It's basically about um, girls when they hit puberty, they turn into um, werewolves, basically, and cool. kill people. Oh, very good. So they put stuff in the water so that it stops people turning into werewolves and killing people. But it's, it's a whole... Um, it's a satirical take on, I suppose, women in that particular time in the life when they're, you know, they're they're coming into womanhood and dealing with family. Like there's one girl whose dad is kind of trying to be there as a as a single dad, but then his daughter has her period and she's trying to hide it from him. And he's like, "Oh, it's woman troubles." Oh. But in this case, woman troubles are she's turning into a giant monster and eating people. Okay. But there's all these lovely little, really funny satirical um, advertisements in it, like selling a uh, Easter pure water. That keeps you safe from estrogen, and it's on this. It's a really. Can I ask? And I'm not trying to be overly PC when I ask this question. Is it written by a woman? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I I don't think this is the kind of thing that would have ever gotten away with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially with image, because when the books, some of the variant covers have been as a cis white male offensive. (laughs) There, there was one particular cover where they just had the image logo. But there's a little bit of string coming out of it because the image logo is a tampon. I like it. But there's a variant. Where it's the same thing afterwards. Nice. Yeah. That's so they're cool. they're not pulling any punches with this book. Well, it's really yeah. like one of the other variant covers was a um sanitary uh, disposable bin. So it's it's a lot so of stuff. I, like I can it's see really... I can see a kind of a theme here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like one of the covers just had like just the cover and the other one just had blood stains on it. Like it's just but it's really obvious what kind of like what blood it was from. Sure. The, yeah. Yeah, it was it's really, really like as I said, like as a cis white man, offensive. But it's hilarious, and it's great yeah. to see a book like that. Like um, Deb reads it; she freaking loves it. So she's recommending it to a lot of other women who come into the store. Cool. But it's it's definitely hitting a, a good bit of resonance. And this is the last part of it, so they're going to be releasing trades of it, which are going to be cool. Which I think are going to have all the PSAs and all the ads and all the rest of it. Which Savage. Are, like I said, they're, they're quite humorous. Um, we also have Transformers Ghostbusters. The last part of that is in number five, um, and then issue number one this week we have Vampire State Building. Charlie Adler's back on horror stuff. Oh, and we have Spider Verse number one. Yeah, this is this is this a continuation? Another Spider Verse. Is this a, but it's a continuation of the movie? Ah, uh, kind of. Yeah, because it's got this. It's got but there's one extra Spider Person. I saw the cover. Yeah, and there's one extra Spider Person on the cover that wasn't in the movies. And Noir is not on the cover. Yeah, yeah, they're probably going to touch on him. I'd say, it? like, so it's going to be one of those books that'll just have little bits of everything kind of dropping in. But if you've read the previous Spider Verse books, you know what you're getting yourself in for. If you've read or if you've seen the movie, you know what you're getting yourself in for. Yeah. So if you just want a book with a shitload of spiders in it. That's a book to go for. Um, also, not the David week, Wong book called "This Book Is Full of Spiders." It's funny because it was a regular virus got everything Spider-Man related, and we'd always refer to his stash as "Watch out, that stash is full of spiders." Because <laughs> it was, yeah, <laughs> always. Um, but yeah, it, also this week there's a little—I don't know—a little lesser-known Star Wars thing um, happening called uh, "Schnipple Snor Snyder" or something. Force Friday, some some crap like that. I don't know. I don't know if we can actually say it. Okay. Because um, it's officially only a Disney event and officially only Disney partners, even though we sell all the crap and stuff and we're probably going to be getting in the same crap and things. Um, but I don't know if you can say it or whatever. But we'll see what happens when it happens. But we're going to have loads of Star Wars related shit happening on Friday. So Basically. You can't officially say it's I an official if it, event? I don't know if it is an official event or it's not an official event. There's a lot of kind of 
stuff you're not allowed to talk about. There's also like official Disney events happening. There was um, a thing last week where Warwick Davies did a reveal on all the stuff that was coming out. Um, he had like Daisy Ridley and pretty much everybody from the movie in talking about their figures. And what's her face um, in The Mandalorian? Carla. Oh, what the hell's her name again? From Deadpool. I can never remember her name. The UFC fighter lady. Gina Carrera. Gina Carrera. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Carla. Gina Carrera, yeah. But uh, Gina Carrera, she was um, with. Man, Jesus, my brain. Your man who's playing the Mandalorian fella. You remember from Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, his face? yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah, he's a really cool actor. He was great in... Um... Pablo something, isn't it? Yes, probably. Um, but he was in um, Narcos, and he was fantastic in Narcos. But yeah, he is... Uh, he was interviewed, or he was being interviewed by one of the other guys, or they were showing him the toys off. And it was really funny because your one, Gina Carrera, was there wearing CV clothes, and she was... Basically looking a lot more, I suppose, feminine than she would normally look in her movies. She's generally quite butch and kind of knocking the crap out of someone. But she was dressed quite demurely and just more like, I oh, like this is just my normal clothes. But you could see she was wearing baggy clothes because, man, she's ripped. Yeah. So she was like, I'm going to dress up and make myself like you look a little bit more dainty. But you look at me sideways, so I'm a murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She is. Yeah. She's <laughs> fantastic. She she did that um, film that was filmed here. Haywire. Haywire, yeah. which was ridiculous. It was a good film. For what she did in she it, she did but in it. But the stuff around you, it, like yeah. you're, you're on the rooftops and on Steve on um, O'Connell Street, and then all of a sudden you're running across Stephen's Green, and then you're back down in Cabra somewhere. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really if you know your geography now. of Dublin, you're kind of going, what? Yeah, but you it's can't like, get out the back of that building. That's onto another building. Yeah, I tried to get out the back of that building. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense ge- geographically, but it's a fun little actioner. Yeah, um, that was filmed here. I think that was where she started off in her career, wasn't it? As it was one of the actually, earlier things that she did for sure after yeah. UFC. Yeah. Because she was great in Deadpool. Yeah, she was. Angel. She was very, very good in Deadpool. She was. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Mandalorian as well. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, as it, like I said, um, they were looking at all the toys and the stuff, and most of the people, like herself, were kind of like seeing little miniature versions of themselves for the first time. So like, oh my God, look, it's oh, a that's Yeah, that'd be a buzz. That's cool. So, yeah, so there's a lot of figures and stuff coming out for the Mandalorian and Star Wars, other stuff. I think it's Triple Force Friday because it's the, um, the Mandalorian, the new movie, and the game are all dropping this Friday. No, the figures and stuff coming out. Oh, the figures are, are coming out this yeah, weekend. Yeah. So oh, it's all okay. the merchandising is starting now. Right, it's run into Christmas, and then yep. you'll have the stuff for the movie that's coming out as well. So, well, that'll be that's part of the stuff that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've yeah. already shown the what do you call it, the first order Sith trooper, which we have. This fella, yeah, that guy there, yeah. Oh man, it's red guy. I actually got him myself. Yeah, purely because of all of his weapons. It's a nice looking figure. Is. You can't really see this because it's radio, but yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that box is cool. And then the other side. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. The weapons look lovely. All the guns, and they look great in Deadpool. Ah, oh, yeah, the black and the red. Yep. Uh, yeah. I tried the, to take the uh, the troopers. carbine looks savage. I tried to take the trooper's head off. Unfortunately, it's stuck on there. I can't get the oh, trooper's head in it yet. I'll do a mod on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure you'll give it a go. I'll wait till the cheaper version of it comes out. Okay. Because that's the yeah <laughs> the first edition. So, so this is the first edition black series book or uh, black series figure. Yeah, that's uh, the very the first trooper. one of the new movies. And this is the thing about like yeah, this is the thing about these these figures that Star Wars bring out. And I like I, of our generation, I, I like everyone my age, our age, grew up with this stuff, grew up oh, with yeah. Star Wars. But I I found that, and I've I've only I've got one or two black figures. Uh, I've got Luke. I've got um, black series. Black series. Yeah, uh, I've got Luke. I've Unless got, got Finn and Lando. You know, then you can. Yeah, the black series figures. Yeah. So I've got Luke, I've got Boba Fett, and that's it. I didn't really splash out on a lot of them because... Did you get the new Archive series, Luke, or did you get the original? The original one. Ah. Yeah, the Archive series, Luke, is in a different 
package. Look at his face, man. Like the classic. So yeah, it's a bang on. That's a good sculpt. Yeah, yeah. They they updated the sculpts and all them, and they were they redid them. So they're the articulation. This is good. Is that the same articulation on the original one? It's exactly the same articulation. It's just a new head sculpt. The head sculpt is nice on this. The Hasbro have just upped the game, especially with the the Marvel Legends figures from the movies. They're just phenomenal. Yeah. No, this this is a nice sculpt on a figure, all right. But I have, I it's still in this box. Never took them out. Um, and I have the Boba Fett as well. Yeah. Uh, I'd be I afraid to get any of them because as soon as I do, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it is, and that's the thing. Like, because there's so I'm looking here. I'm looking here. We're in the storeroom. And I'm looking at the shelf, and it's like literally you've got you've got a vast collection of them. Yep. For obviously for purchase in the store, but the the numbers are going up to well, look, eighty eight there. Like, yep. So I'm sure they go higher. No, I think. And you've got the special edition ones that come out as well. Like so. Yep. Like there's the Kylo Ren one, the tier. That's from um, the Black Series. That's like looks that's like the Force Awakens, the Sith Throne Room version. Is this the Sith Throne? Oh, yeah, and it has a little flag and stuff. Um, and you get Vader's mashed up face. You get Vader. No, is this not the one from Force Awakens? Um, it says in the bottom underneath. I think yeah, it, is. it hasn't got the scar. It's the Black Series one. Here, it's written underneath that way. Where? That oh, says Black Series. Just says Black Series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's the one from the Force I Awakens think it is because Force Awakens, uh, yeah. we generally we stockpile a lot of those kind of first editions and special versions. Yeah. So we put a few of them out on display, but then, like, because there's a lot of collectors that come in and go, oh, man, I never got that thing. We're like, ha-ha, give us a second. Yeah, we have a look. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's a, obviously there's a demand for it. There's a market for them because, you know, they're wanted. And these are the original figures with new head sculpts. The head sculpts, these aren't bad, actually. Yeah, they're the three and three quarters. Three Lukes. Now, this is really shit for radio, by the way. It is, but no, just, <laughs> what we're looking at here is I've got a special action figure set of a, uh, of Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, that they're like the original size figures, but they're fully articulated. They got those that classic kind of GI Joe articulation on them. They're generally known as the Vintage Collection or the Black Series. So we have the Stormtrooper, Luke Skywalker, X-wing pilot, and Jedi Knight. Um, all with accessories, and the Stormtrooper one. That was when I was a kid. There was they were like the the classic figures did have a Han and Luke in. They were power of force ones, were they? Yeah, no, the the old school ones. Like I'm talking old old school ones. Yeah. Um, back in the 80s of Luke yeah, Power of the Force was in the 80s yeah. yeah so Luke and Han with the helmets on but I could never see I never got them in this country I was in Scotland when I was a kid and some fucker was playing with my cousin and I had both of them hmm. and he was like yeah I've got these and they were like you put, I thought they were the stormtroopers and he just popped the helmets off and they had the yep. it, was, it was Han and Luke underneath I was like you fucker Sorry. So I, had, I had a rake of those figures that'll drive me mad Wayne that's in the wrong spot yeah so I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a lot of Star Wars figures as a kid but I don't want to talk about my Star Wars it's quite traumatic Oh yeah, my mum got rid of a lot of mine. I buried mine in concrete. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, what else we got as well this week? We got um, a bunch of, um, speaking of Star Wars, we got a hoop load of stuff of Star Wars vintage um, figures, all Kenner stuff, that we've been processing through. And I'm basically, I'm not doing any other action figures at the moment. I'm just going to focus on the Star Wars. We have a couple of vintage Millennium Falcons. We have an X-Wing. We have a couple of Rebel Transports. I think we have a few of the small, the smaller vehicles. Um, we have a ton of vintage Star Wars figures like Vader's, Luke's, Snowtroopers, loads, like tons, tons of Star Wars stuff. I'm going to try and get all of it done by Friday. So if you're around for Force Friday, by all means, drop in. We're going to be doing some pretty interesting Star Wars stuff. Anto has been stepping up the game with all the Star Wars variants as well. Like there's a ton of the Star Wars Age of Rebellion, um, Age of Resistance, and whatever the other R word they used for the new Star Wars movies. They're all AOR series. It's like a one-shot on Kylo Ren, Snoke, Poe Dameron, Luke Skywalker, pretty much all the characters. So we're going to have all of those on sale as well on Friday. Cool. It's going to be a pretty awesome Star Wars day. Um, we're is trying there, to get in some cosplayers. But I was about to ask. 
I'm pretty sure Disney has pikeyed them all. Really? <laughs> well, the 501st work with Disney. Yeah. And as their Disney property, they basically went, all right, lads, anyone in costume? Yeah. And if somebody goes, no, they go, right, stop wearing our costume. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, they got Disney a man, they own the world. But we think we've, we've got a few costume heroes up our sleeves, so. Yeah. Jay, Jay being the guy that he is, he's not one to just roll over. Jay, he, he has a plan. He's, he's going to get a bunch of small children to dress up in a giant inflatable plastic sack and they're going to be Jabba. I thought you were going to say dress them up as Jawas, but... Yeah, just bunch inside of kids with little, little kind of like track pulleys little, and levers, pulleys and levers, and it's just like oh, no, 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 no. if anybody could do that, it'd be Jay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, well, I believe it. Um, so yeah, we have that. We also had a bunch of um, transformers. I went through recently. We got a lot of uh, Prime Armada and the Chugs, which are classics, Hanky Universe and Generations. It's the standard kind of deluxe size transformer. Sure. So we have a ton of those out on display as well. Um, what else was new and interesting? Oh yeah, you were saying the Birds of Prey trailer. The Birds of Prey trailer is dropping on the 1st of October. We're recording this on the 30th of September, so it's dropping tomorrow. While this, probably when this episode goes up, which is tomorrow. Yeah, so pause this, go watch the trailer. Yeah, so the trailer's oh, going up. that was amazing. I've seen um, clips of it here and there, little snippets of it. It's like, it's Birds of Prey, but it's like Birds of Prey and the emancipation of... The fantabulous emancipation. Fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Um, so it's basically a Harley Quinn vehicle with Birds of Prey. Yeah, I don't even know why they're calling it Birds of Prey. They should have just gone all in on Hardy but we'll see we'll see yeah, yeah. It's and it's like it's a side loader to, to the new Suicide Squad mm. um, speaking of DC though actually that just reminded me of the uh, new Arrowverse and Flash crossover well not the new one but the one they're doing this year the one that they keep announcing more and more actors for this is going to be the crossover to end all crossovers and apparently there's a bit of rumour going that they're actually going to amalgamate in um, Black Lightning into yes. the proper universe as well so yes but if they, um, I know they're probably not going to. But they, if they could get like maybe Titans and everything else in on the one, that would be. Well, really there, there is, there's talk of them kind of pushing everything together. But mm. Black Lightning and CW is like the rest of them. He's just, yeah. they've just, there's been no mention of him so far in any of the shows. Mm. But he is CW, and I enjoyed the first season of Black Lightning. I thought it was good. It's good. It's, it's, it's a good show. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's got that usual CW feel. Yeah. It's a bit darker in places. I've heard it's a bit more. Yeah, it's a bit more Arrow than. Yeah, say, but it, Flash. I mean, we got it straight to Netflix here. I don't know if it was ever shown. I don't know how it was syndicated in the States, but it was obviously shown on the CW, but we got it straight into Netflix, mm. all in, no kissing. Um, boom, up it went. Um, but the latest news for me that had me excited was the fact that they showed an image of Brandon Roth in his Kingdom Come Superman outfit. Oh, yeah. And, and the other one. <laughs> and the fact that it's meant to be the end of the Christopher Reeves era of Superman. It's that universe. Oh, wow. So, because that's initially what he was. The Superman Returns was a sequel to Superman 2. Oh, okay. That's where that yeah. whole, so the whole bit oh, where yeah, Lois yeah, yeah, gets yeah. pregnant with that yeah, child, yeah. that was from Superman 2. Yeah. So that, Superman Returns is an official direct sequel to Superman 2. It kind of skips Superman 3 and 4. Yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I did like Nuclear Man, though, but as a kid, I just thought that was. I saw insane. that. I saw Superman Four: Quest for Peace in the cinema as part of a triple bill. Right, my my my. We were in Scotland, and my mother just wanted rid of me for the afternoon, <laughs> so she was like, "All of these things are showing back to back in the cinema. Send Wayne in there." Goodbye. I saw He Man and She Ra, Master of the Sword, or whatever the fuck that film oh, yeah, was yeah, called. The joint movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that one. Saw that movie. Yeah, followed yeah, by Flight yeah. of the Navigator. Followed by wow. Quest for Peace. Jesus, that was a triple bill that I saw when I was in Scotland. That's that's a good triple bill. It was a fantastic triple bill. I was more than happy to be left in that cinema. <laughs> people wonder why I love the cinema so much. Um, 
Because you're surrogate parents. Uh, full on, full on. It's like you know the end of Cable Guy. What well, the bit in Cable Guy when it was a, the the TV was his babysitter. Yeah, the cinema was my babysitter when I was a kid. Um, you know, it explains a lot. Yeah. But the Brandon Roth Superman, this version of his Kingdom Come Superman, is meant to be the end of the Christopher Reeves era. Now there was recently, and I can't remember who did it because I shared the picture on social media. Whoever originally made it, somebody photoshopped. Christopher Reeves to look like he would as if he was in Kingdom Come Superman as Kingdom wow. Come Superman that might be Boss Logic they do a lot could of be stuff. Boss Logic very good at that. but it, it it actually made me quite emotional to see oh, him sure. in that because it looked so good yeah. he had the, the salt and pepper hair on the sides he was the Christopher Reeves physique so he was big yeah. and he had the black and red logo which I've always wanted on a t-shirt and I've never managed to find one uh, of the, the Kingdom Come Superman t-shirt because for a very very long time this is a weird personal thing for me for a very, very long time, I never liked wearing a Superman t-shirt because I felt you had to earn the fact to wear a Superman t-shirt. Ah, right. I think the only one I have is a Superboy Prime one. Yeah, I, I have one okay now. <laughs> I have one now. I got one. I eventually got one. Irene got me one for Christmas one year or something and I was like, okay, I'll wear it. And then somebody else got me uh, a black one. A yeah. fully black one. With just a black logo on it. But oh, you couldn't, you could barely yeah. see it. It was like the I've Death of Superman logo. DC one, or not DC, there was a Batman one as well, which was the same. Just it was, But it's just yeah. black and I think the logo was Batman black. Batman Superman, I think, that line. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but somebody got me that one. But So I've got two. But I've always wanted a King Come one because I love that logo. Yeah. I think the logo is beautifully done. So to see Brandon Roth, picture perfect in that costume. Hmm. And they should release two pictures of him. And it was just like, fuck yeah. I cannot wait to see him. And then they announced like Tom Welling is coming back as That's well. going to be amazing. Yeah, many, They're going to have the guy... All the Superman. All the Superman. <laughs> Holy shit. And that actually brings it back. I finally caught up reading Superman, the comic. Yeah. Wow. The Bendis one. Holy crap. Enjoyable? Like, yes. Oh, tremendous, dude. Like that... In the beginning, like, actually, yeah, slight spoiler alert if you're reading Superman and or you're behind fingers in your ears if you're not... When the Bendis book came out, what? It came out six to eight months no, ago? No, the last issue, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Okay. Um, but it's basically the the whole thing has been about um, Jarrell and how he was kind of going off in space doing loads of stupid stuff. He, he basically took Jonathan with him to save him from this guy called Rogel Zer, who was this apparently the architect of Krypton's destruction. Okay, it wasn't a natural disaster. This guy fucking blew the planet up. So as it goes on and you find out more and more about it, there's a whole conspiracy that this secret cabal, basically like an Illuminati in space that um, Jarrell was part of, were manipulating events around the galaxy. So they would even go and slay entire civilizations in order to keep things going on a particular path. And Rogel Zar was the instrument they used for that. Yeah. Which it turns out was a genetic creation from Jarrell. So he created this monster, which in the end, this secret cabal used to destroy Krypton. But when Krypton was being destroyed, they reached out to every other planet for help and they were all told, no, basically you have to let Krypton die. We can't let any of them out. They're too dangerous. So everybody in the galaxy watched Krypton die and everybody knew it was happening. But when it turns out that it was... That it was I'm pretty sure that retcons about 20 different plot lines it, somewhere it, in it, the universe. In the, the way the story was... like I'm not a huge Superman fan, so I'm not invested the way, but they brought in a whole lot of stuff with Kandor as well. And there was a lot of sure. stuff going along with it. So it, in, in the way the story goes, I really enjoyed the narrative on the way it went down. And the the final crux for Jarrell was, because he basically time-bamped out of Krypton's explosion and managed to keep himself alive and going to go around manipulating events around the galaxy they sent him back in time to the moment that Krypton exploded and he literally comes back as Kal-El is 
getting shot out and he sees himself and his his wife turn around and he just looks at them and he goes it's okay he does it he's he's the one basically and then Krypton goes and like Jesus man I got me in the fucking fields yeah so he realises that everything goes but the big thing about it right, as much as all that is it's the founding of the Legion the Legion of Superheroes yeah that actually happened in this week's issue okay yeah so the, all that future shit it's now it's actually happened now they founded it and it was Jonathan Kent who did it it was Superboy the current basically well the, the son of Lois and yeah. Clark he founded this because he basically got fed up with all the secret shit and all the sneaking around and he was going around with his grandfather while they were doing all this stuff so he was like no we need like just a UN of planets we need to just do this where everybody's on the same page and they're like oh okay and then Superman steps up as the, the, the voice of Earth and they're all like shit well if Superman's standing up to it, okay cool we're all in yeah, so yeah. basically they've just founded the Legion cool so that, to me that was a really really awesome thing to fucking happen in comics and like as somebody who's not massively invested in the, the whole lore of Superman so I wouldn't be bogged down in the whole kind of ins and outs and retcons and kind of new 52s and all the rest of the, the sure movie. sure it was just it was a really fucking awesome story to follow that from beginning through so yeah, yeah. No, it's, and I mean a lot of I remember what I, I, I was on it when Bendis when it, when it first dropped and I got read it for about 10 issues mm. maybe maybe less Maybe less, maybe maybe six issues, um, and I was enjoying it. I thought like, okay, this the is... beginning was a bit bumpy though when they took yeah, Jonathan it, out of it. You're like, yeah, oh, but I like Jonathan. I like the whole family vibe that they had there. That was yeah, really cool. it was because that had only just started. Yeah, and then they started to do different things. Like you know, he's not Superman. I'm Superman. That type of shit. Yeah, that and was kind of weird. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of going, oh come on, we've done this before. What are you doing? Yeah. So it was it was retreading some old ground. Yeah, and then there was the stuff with with Lex as well, where like you know, is he bad? Isn't he bad? What's going on there? Mm. Again treading old ground yeah what you're telling me now is with the whole retconning of Krypton's destruction and everyone saying no no we have to let it happen yeah that actually retcons part of the Green Lantern storyline as well because the Guardians were involved yeah and I'm guessing the Guardians had to have been involved in that storyline uh, at some point didn't see much of them now I'm trying to think now not really now that's weird because like because that's what they do they look yeah. after the universe yeah you know what I mean that's the point unless of it was probably a throwaway line that they said no they were told to shut up don't say antlers yeah, I can't see Gannett and the rest of them sitting back and not doing anything but that being said they were also they were behind the scenes plotting I think one everything of them about their lanterns I think, well, actually, no, I think one of them was actually involved in the cabal yeah well they would be yeah like that makes sense because they have their own kind of like subterfuge and backstories and, and kind of under the table dealings with all the different types of lanterns and shit like that Like so yeah. that the, and it's it's a very similar line to what happened in the likes of the the core, and the Sinestro core, and all of those the, the the kind of like the the Spectrum Wars and stuff like that. Like you know, a lot of that stuff happened partially in Green Lantern as well. So okay, cool. But I mean, it sounds great though. I mean, the idea that they gave Jarrell a solid oh, they gave him a great send off. He's like he's done now. Well, is he? Well, I suppose. You he's know. about as done as any character in the DC universe is done exactly so I mean he could pop up at any fucking time is Ben is done now with Supes is he moving on I, to something else I don't know actually because I've just caught up on that one and I'm afraid to find out because like I said I caught up on Black Science and I found out that was the end of it and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah shit Scalero's posting pictures like of the last batches yeah. and stuff so. it has to be said now I did enjoy the run but it's not Remender's best work it's, it's the artwork is I love that oh the artwork's phenomenal it's, fucking unreal. it's just the story gets very kind of back and forth and back and forth almost to the point where your your kind of neck is snapping trying to keep up with them like hang on what's happening now and by the end of it like there's this bit where basically Grant and his wife are trying to find their kids but their kids are dead 
Yeah. They're finding another version of their kids who are close enough to be a good enough approximation. So it's like Rick and Morty rules. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's basically, all right, all right, we're here. This 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 is close enough to be our Earth. This is where we live now. Forget everything else. Shut up. These are our family. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of that. Almost Very Rick much and Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's, there's, there's an awful bang of Rick and Morty off it. And I wasn't... Because of the fact that Rick and Morty's gone at the moment, if there was no Rick and Morty, would be like, oh, that's kind of an interesting concept. But it's like, I've seen that before, man. You're usually a lot better than this. So it felt kind of a bit... Look, not everything is going to be a home run. So Black Science at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not everything is going to be fear agent. No, that's that's the pinnacle. For fear me. agent. Oh, I remember you did the first time here, mate. Wayne, have you read fear agent? I'm like, what? <laughs> Have a look at this. Fuck me, is that? It's dead. Yeah, fear agent is a whopper. Book Rogers is a bollocks. Yeah, and Black Science has got a bit of that in it as well. Like, oh no, Grant's a pure fuck up, complete fuck up. Like, absolutely. Like, he even gives away his intelligence to try and save people when his intelligence is the thing that actually saves people. Yeah, yeah. He just oh. Again, there's a lot Gosh. of Rick and Morty there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some, maybe. Maybe Dan Harmon read some Black Science and went, you know what? Yeah, maybe a bit more Remender read a lot of Dan, or watched a lot of Rick and Morty, maybe. Well, Black Science has been going longer from Rick and Morty has. Yeah, but it's still ongoing. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening now that's very reminiscent of, is what I mean. Like the Yeah, but very... I'd like to think that as a, a comic book writer would have their shit together and have that stuff plotted out. Oh, no, definitely. No, no, if anybody does, I'd say Remender would have his beginning, middle and end yeah, already mapped out. He like, has his beats. He's probably watching Rick and Morty going, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, probably more than you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, like, prick. Sons of bitches. Um, but yeah, actually, yeah, getting back to uh, other news and stuff that popped up. Um, I know you were a fan of the, the Mafex John Wick, but a Mafex figure went up that actually has my head kind of turning. And I've, I've never really been... I thought you were going to say, a Mafex figure went up with my head. I'm like, no, no, no. No way. Mafex Black Manta. Oh. Now, from the, the I think I saw movie. pictures of this. Oh my god! It is one of the most fucking awesome figures I've ever fucking seen. Really? It just looks so slick, and it's based on the one from the Aquaman movie. But it's just this real tactical-looking badass fucking action figure. But next to that, what they also announced this week, and we were currently taking orders for, is the uh, the Yamaguchi War Machine. Oh, which keeping in tune with most of the Yamaguchi stuff, which were kind of like. Almost like action figures based off of the Capcom versus Marvel Street Fighter extra, that kind of series of games yeah. and other stuff. But it, it's basically War Machine with all of the fucking guns. Just like, all the guns. He's four mini guns. Two of them on his hips. There's just guns everywhere, rockets everywhere. And they give you more, so you can just do these stupid fucking combinations. But it looks like, you know, when he does a, like a, a combo in the game, he just yeah, guns yeah, yeah. everywhere. see all these out. guns come out of everywhere. That's what it looks like. Right, right, right. So, because right. the, the Wolverine looked like Wolverine from that series of games as well, and Cyclops and um, even Batman to an extent, even though it's like it's DC and it's not part of that series. Sure. You could drop him into those games really yeah, The Snozberries taste like Snozberries. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but most importantly of all, the one figure that has myself and pretty much every other one of our regular customers chomping at the bit is the Bandai Primaris Space Marine action figure. Yes, I saw this. I, I was surprised when I saw the pictures started to go up on social media and I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Because that licensing. That must have been, man. We're yeah. Talking, whatever people going about the Sony Marvel deal. Yeah. The Bandai fucking Warhammer Games Workshop deal. Yeah. That would have been way more fucking intense. And it's just the one <laughs> figure that just went, boop, boop. Yep. There you go. And well, it's no, like, they, Bandai have been distributing the um, the Space Marine, like actual Space Marine stuff figures. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that was kind of a little, oh, let's see how you get on, let's see how we get on, la 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 la. Because they're both in the same field while not being competitors, but doing exactly the same thing. Like as Bandai sure. have Gundam, which are plastic kits, and Workshop have all their plastic kits. So I'm sure they kind of have a shared kind of mutual respect for each other and the work that they put out. But it's not something I, I personally wouldn't have went, you know what? Bandai are going to bring out a Warhammer figure. Yeah. 
And it's like not something that like it's 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 marmite, you know what I mean? To me. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <coughs> like I would have never thought of a line of Warhammer action figures. Ever. I'm amazed because I'm amazed miniatures. they don't exist. Yeah, you've well you got miniatures. No, but yeah, to but, me, why would you want an action figure when the game is miniatures? You don't need toys because that's not what the game is. The that, game is yeah, rolling dice. But that being said though, look at where we're sitting. There's action figures for fucking everything in this room. True. But not really for most tabletop games. No. No, that's true. Like there's very little crossover with that. Even uh, with D&D, I reckon that, uh, it's very rare well, you get D and D. That's coming figures. down the line. So no, no, it's already here. It's well, yeah. Boss Fight Studios have put up some fucking amazing D and D inspired figures, and also it's been announced that McFarlane Toys are doing Critical Role action figures. Oh, really? And Funko have jumped on that bandwagon. Of course, so. Funko have. Yes. There's a bandwagon Funko so, haven't jumped on exactly. I like the fuck Funko for as far as no, I know <laughs> yeah, that has T-shirts. Fuck Funko. Funko. I fucking can't stand those things. But little. Dead eyes on the motherfuckers. Now, yeah. I there's one or two of them dotted no. around my house because they were gifts. There's enough, man. But I'll say this: there's there's one or two ones that are actually decent. But you throw enough shit at a wall, eventually a little bit of it's going to look like a. That being said, there, I, there's one. There is no, sorry, there's two. <laughs> there are two that I actively bought. Yeah. Right. The glow in the dark David Lopan one. Okay, that's because it's glow in the dark and it's David fucking Lopan. Yeah. And the claptrap one because I wanted to repaint it because at that time. Hmm. There were no other claptrap action figures that were easily accessible. It was the only one that was accessible. Now there's the McFarlane Toys claptrap, which I've yet to buy because I just keep forgetting to buy it. Put it in front of you, then. Yeah, you're gonna put it in front of me. Like it's. I actually have the NECA one as well. Yeah, and the NECA one is you can't get the NECA one anymore. It's no, love the money. But this McFarlane Toys one, it's from Borderlands Two, and it's got all the DLC stuff with it because it's got his wizard hat yeah. um, from Tiny Tina's uh, expansions. You get a staff, hat and you get a sheriff's hat, you get a little wooden sword. It's a great figure it's f- for what you pay for. Like it's yeah. a great, but the McFarland toys are really, really good. So McFarland toys, it's been announced by Critical Role that um, McFarland toys will be doing a set of the Vox Machina action figures. Mm. And as soon as I heard it was McFarland toys, I was like, yeah, because they're affordable. They're like they go in. Even the problem with McFarland, McFarland is a great artist, right? The toys are fifty fifty, man. When they announced they were doing a Titanfall figure, I was like, holy shit, give me that. Fixed pose from the waist down. Sure. So you can't even fucking pose the bastard thing. You can only move and kind of rotate the turtle. I think it's got five points of articulation. In this day and age, releasing an action figure with five points of That's articulation gay. should be grounds for, I don't know, a beat. something really horrible anyway. Yeah. But I have a, I've, I've got a rake of gaming figures that I got from you that they brought out. Oh, the Destiny figures, etc. I've got some Destiny ones. I've got the, I've got Handsome Jack Borderlands one, which is fucking great. Yep. Uh, came with some great accessories, a vault key. Where's uh, my goddamn Roland action figure? No Sons Roland action figure, but there's no, there's no Roland action figure. There's no Lilith action figure. Brick. There's no Brick. Yeah. There is a they Zero did Krieg one. though as well. Did they, they did, do Krieg? They did Krieg and they've done Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina, because Tiny Zero. Tina's over there because looking at her, they've done Zero, Tiny Tina, Handsome Jack. Um, and Lilith. Have they done Lilith? Either they've done Lilith or I've seen it solicited so many times I thought it was out by now. I, yeah, the Lilith, I don't and, think... Lilith and Krieg were solicited and I'm pretty sure if they haven't been out, they should have been I don't think now. they are out yet. I should know this. Um, <laughs> but the, the ones that they have released, like that Claptrap one is a whopper figure for the price of it. It's really good. Because um, I've seen figures of Smaller than that with less accessories, and depending on what they're who they're made by and where yeah. they're from, they cost more due to imports and all that. Bollocks. Well, getting back to the pop figures, actually, the only pop figures I have, I think I've said it multiple times, are the Deadpool and the Dan Levisi Last Man Standing Gabriel pop. Sure, because that was supporting Dan Levisi because nobody gives that man enough fucking love. <laughs> Poor bastard. Um, yeah. So, uh, fuck Funko. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag Funk off. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, upcoming events. 
There's a very interesting weekend coming very soon for people. In November? Yeah, the 9th of November, Saturday. Be you in Leeds. I will, I will be in, in Harrogate. Oh, it's in Harrogate. Top of Sorry, apologies. So it's Rogue Comic in all of, Rogue Comics in all of our glory. We'll be flying into Leeds, cabbing into the city and, and training it to Harrogate. That's where it's been held. It's not been held in Leeds this year. Um, Why is that? The Leeds Council decided Nairari. Oh, that's a bit true. And they, I, I, something, I don't know the full story, but the, the Leeds Council aren't involved in it this year, so they didn't really have the backing. So they moved it to Harrogate. So the, the, the upside is, it's all in one big convention centre. Oh, not excellent. too dissimilar to our Dublin Convention Centre, uh, where it'll all be in, incorporated into one building. Nice. Uh, with a few bits and bobs here and there, because it's, it's topable. They do a week long. It, like the, the comic attendee like us our part of it starts on the weekend yeah. but the top of a festival actually starts at the start of the week yeah and it runs great for creators as well there's loads of shit loads of shit happens yeah um, but we'll be there for the Saturday and the Sunday but we're flying over the Friday flying back on the Monday and you're launching Nasferatu there yeah we're uh, launching Nasferatu at top of awesome swats yeah and uh, we'll also have Eternal Worlds uh, with us as well and uh, Ocean City Ocean City column is on track I think I think Column might have the final part of Ocean City for Top Bubble. Sweet. Are you going to do like a collected edition? Um, there's talk, there's yeah. plans of it in 2020. Column will look to do a graph of all six issues of Ocean City. Sweet. It is a top selling book on the Rogue label. It's it does gangbusters. Like, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant, good. brilliant title. Um, like it's, it's so good and it's a great all ages book to get into comics like if you're into like we've, we've sold so many of the shows where kids are like oh I'd like to read a comic I don't know what to start with like start with this literally boom there you go and the great thing about Colm is is that he's been consistently putting this book out there's been no delays with it it's just boom yeah. boom 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 if only every book could be the same yeah and he just did it and it was done <laughs> it's, but issue 6 is coming together and hopefully fingers crossed touch wood it's on it's on track for top of a release sweet um, but back here back home what we have yes. on the same weekend is Valkyrie Con which is the ladies' con. I don't know if that's offensive. I do hope it's not. No. But it's the um, the female-led and kind of supported convention where it's celebrating women in comics. Awesome. So we have Deb, man in the, the stall there as well. So we're going to have a, a bit of a presence at it. But there's a lot of kind of workshops and stuff happening there too. So basically check out the website. Where, where is that? ValkyrieCon is... Oh, it was in the Generator Hostel last time. I think it might be in the same one again. Okay. Um, I haven't checked it out because I'm actually going to be doing the other convention on the same fucking day, which is J-Con, which is the um, Japanese convention, which is kind of celebrating anime, manga, all the usual kind of yeah. stuff that goes along with that, and the usual tropes, if you will. And that's going to be down in Crow Park. So we're going to be having a bit of a mad weekend. I've never been to a convention in Crow Park. I've always wanted to go, but it <coughs> sounds like an interesting venue to have a convention. Crow Park was... I actually really like the venue because the, the way the... Um, I suppose the guest centre is, is laid out. It's in, a, it's in a giant U shape. So you've got to have the trade hall at one end and then you've got the gaming um, stuff at the other end, like the tabletop and all the role playing. Sure. And then as you kind of go round, you've got all the traders, all the, um, I suppose, contributors, but people who make their own stuff. Um, you'd have like people making swords. You've got people doing lots of origami things. Then you've got a whole huge artist alley. Then you've got a video game area. Then there's stuff like the sake tasting. There's like fucking... Um, just fucking loads of really awesome Japanese stuff basically cool. and there's usually a couple of guys going around in full Bushido armour as well See, that's, so, so that, it's just it's a great celebration right there, that right there is well in my fucking wheelhouse big time I yeah. uh, love that I'd shit I'd say go but you're going to be uh, I'm going to be in Lee you're going to be in Harrogate yeah. Yeah. it is what it I'll is I'll send you pictures yeah send me pictures <laughs> I'll send you pictures of Topo yeah please yeah because like, Topo as always is, is the best in my mind is the best comic 
event. Yeah, I, I definitely. I wouldn't say it's the best because I don't like singling one out as the best. But it's one of the best. It's definitely. Yeah. It's a bloody good show. It's a great show, and a lot of people put a lot of heart and soul and love into it. This will be the first time they've done it outside of Leeds. Yeah, that I'm aware of. It's my third time going to the show, um, and it's my first time officially launching a book at the show. So Remember one year they had actually. I don't know if they still have the the roller derby security. There's there is definitely a roller derby presence at the yeah. show each year. Yeah. One one of the years it was at, it was it was the most daunting yet awesome scene I'd seen where basically all the roller derby team I think it was one team the all the the a the a string the b string basically formed up either side of the hall and just started skating. So basically you had to get the fuck out. It was the yeah. end of the day and they're like, great, everybody go, we're coming, and they just skated down. So you basically got your shit and you got the fuck out. You I were getting know. trampled. I think I think I'd like to get trampled by a roller derby girl. I don't know. That's is that a kink? I, I'm pretty sure that is a kink. Yeah, yeah I've no I problem so. with that. Yeah, now, don't get me wrong. I, I like strong women as well, but I I don't really want to be the receiving end of women who break bones for sport. Like they actually break bones. Like, yeah, no, I've seen I've seen uh, videos and I saw Whip It as well, the movie Whip It. Yeah, that was that was a good film. Man, those young ones be crazy. Yeah, like it takes a certain kind of lunatic <laughs> to be a roller derby player. Like yeah. Like it's up there with wanting to be a pro hockey player. You want to really want to be able to take a hiding and give a hiding. I've seen some of the. There's, there's a, there was a documentary on them, and there was a video I saw of one girl just showing off her bruises. It was like you know, it was like the, comparing the scar situation, but like her legs were just covered in these big huge welts, and it was like it looks like she got a hiding, a serious fucking hiding. But yeah. she was like happy as Larry, but yeah, at the world, you know. Man, so did I tell you about the the, the match I brought Anna to see? No. When she was younger, man, she was like, oh, roller derby. She was like, oh, this looks amazing. This looks cool. I was like, cool. Let's go watch a match. The Dublin Roller Girls are playing. Let's go. So we sat there and we watched the match and there was a pretty rough tackle and some person's leg got snapped. Like, oh. just, we're talking ankle clean, just the only thing holding her ankle. It was like Sid Vicious style, man. You know, like that, that yeah, yeah, you see yeah, yeah. his ankle. It was that. It was swinging in the breeze and she was just holding it up. But she was like, oh, right, I suppose that's me out then. She was still calm. She had literally snapped her leg in half. So being I, carried, I, no, but she was being carried off in a stretcher. Do you know what she did? What? Full on Terminator. Thumbs up. See you later, folks. I don't give a monkey. I've, I've always been of the opinion what? that women have way more high tolerance of pain than men do. They push people out of their bodies. Yeah, well, that's not so rush of endorphins. We'll, we'll have that discussion. I've had rows about that. I point. am sure their endorphins in a in a roller <laughs> derby game are pretty oh, yeah. fucking high. They're pretty pretty. Yeah, you know. Well, like, I've always made, like, I've had this discussion with people before, usually while drunk and inebriated, well, inebriated being drunk, but pain tolerance is also genetic as well, and sure, people of a ginger disposition have a much higher pain tolerance, so... Well, you have to put up a lot more, yeah? We do, ginger. ginger, yeah. We get the shit kicked out of us a lot, too, but um, <laughs> I would say probably the person, with, the people in the world with the highest pain tolerance would be 